Joshua's point of view. I remember the other night when Seth and I were having candlelight dinner in our bedroom and we were sharing our horrendous childhood stories and cursing at our destiny. And it was the total opposite of the atmosphere around us. I don't remember our conversation, but what I remember is that night was the first time I saw Trey cry. The first time I saw pain and vulnerability in her eyes, her face of fear. The same eyes that possessed a dangerous and powerful aura were glistening in the candlelight. Flashback. Joshua's point of view. I rubbed the back of her hand with my thumb and wiped her warm tears flowing uncontrollably with the back of my hand. She must be thinking how, how weak I am to be over my past, right? She croaked with a sad smile. Never, Jerry. It's perfectly fine to cry since it allows you to release all of your terrible feelings. Crying does not make you a weak person. It is not an indication of weakness. It demonstrates your strength. A witness to let go and let it all out. When you weep, you are releasing feelings that have been building up inside you for so long and need to be released. It's okay, cry once in a while. You know, I'm here. I've got you. I said, taking her in my embrace and assuring her she can always come open up in front of me, whatever the case may be. She sobbed quietly for a few minutes and I rubbed her back, whispering comforting words to her. After some time, she drew herself out of the hug. Thank you, Josh. She said, smiling softly. I kissed her forehead and cupped her cheeks. Anytime, Jerry. You can share whatever you want with me. I'm all yours. I won't pass judgment on you. Maybe we can also find a way to resolve it. I said, locking my eyes with her. She brushed her thumbs across my lower lip for a moment before pressing her lips against mine. Anything? She asked, taking the kiss. Yes. Anything, Jerry? I responded, pressing my lips on her and tasting the alcohol mixed with her sweet caramel flavor with claws. After a long, passionate kiss, we pulled out to catch our breaths. Then, would you mind if we sleep together? She asked, pressing her lips together in a thin line. Will you sleep together every day, Jerry? I stated, giving a smug smile. Stop acting. You very well know what I'm talking about. She said, nerved, her hands traveling towards my torso. No, I don't want to. Tell me what you want. I spoke close to her ear. My fingers touching her copper curls. I want you, and I need it all of me. I want you to claim me yours, she said. Her face flushed. I wouldn't mind worshipping you, my queen. I discarded her clothes swiftly as all. I paused to admire the beauty underneath me. My body has so many scars and bruises, but that doesn't make you any less beautiful. Cherry, who did this to you? I said, pointing at the scars that were beneath her chest, because it breaks my heart to believe that these cuts were made by her. I did. Did it upset you? She inquired. But why did you harm yourself like that? I questioned with concern. Every time the knife pierced through my skin, it takes away the pain. Every cut is through a violence from my throat. It represents how every time I'm weak or doesn't make any improvements and my father yells at me. These cuts are my punishments. That's why I have so many. One, to have been a slave. She replied with a weak smile. You don't like me now that you have seen my real body. Hmm? 
she said, looking at me with foggy lips. Cora's smiled at me. My cherry is perfectly gorgeous. I chuckled. Stephanie's point of view. Joshua placed his car on my right shoulder. He's making me feel love the way I always desired. The way Josh was loving all my flaws, it made me question that what did I do to deserve Joshua? I just feel at ease by being in denial that I don't feel anything for him, but my heart knows how certain it is for him. But the Dina and me are just to blame him. Flashback ended. Joshua's point of view. Let's go to the factory now. We have a lot of films to test, she said, interrupting my beautiful thoughts and getting up from the chair on the balcony and going inside after packing all my legs. We never shared romantic love talk, but I could feel the connection. She may be too, that gravitational pull whenever we are distant for too long. I nodded and went to freshen up and try a change. Speaking of film testing, Cherry's factories producing funds ten times faster and more efficiently in the entire country. Her factory is well known throughout the country now. Some envious people speculated about her doing something reviewable or having a loophole that allows her to be on top at no one had the guts to come and investigate the factory or her residence. Because everyone loves their lives, and Cherry never hesitates to take it from them. I even taught Steph how to shoot as well as test guns. As of now, she tests the pistols and the revolvers and shotguns and all the silencer guns. While I'm helping with her testing of the larger firearms, such as rifles with scopes and also grenades, launchers, cannons, etc. Mr. Wellington is delighted now to have me as a guest because I'm a great asset to her factory's profit and growth. Steph's father is a perfect drinking companion. He even treats me as their son. He's a fun person from the gate, but, but God knows when it gets to Cherry, he changes the topic or leaves the room. Sometimes I wonder if Steph was being tortured by her father or if her father was being tortured or tormented by Steph. She always keeps a cold aura around her and hesitates to talk about anything with her. I arrived at the factory in the disguise of normal label after 30 minutes of Steph's arrival, leaving no room for any suspicion of me. It's not like I'm afraid of what will happen if they know of me, but I just want to avoid the trauma. Why is there less manpower today, Jerry? I inquired as I entered the testing area and closed the door behind me. As you know, I despise lazy individuals and they weren't really of any help in producing weapons besides we both and machines are enough, don't you think, Joshua? She said with a vicious smirk about her lips, name the gun that the dog ate. So you fired them just like that? I asked curiously. No, Zoe. I wouldn't let them run well like if they knew about you. She smiled weirdly and pulled the trigger before continuing. So I killed them. She smiled and replied while giving me a triumphant grin as if proud of herself and the bullet she fired directly penetrated through the target's back, precisely the perfect shot. And don't you think the folks who already suspect that you're doing something sketchy will be coming for you because of laborers disappearing from our factory? I asked being worried. They don't have proof that I killed the laborers and even if they find something against me, I don't mind conducting a bloodbath. She stepped closer and whispered near my ear though. Damn, it made my blood rush. Don't know if it was because of her delicate voice doing the blood talks or her lips brushing my ear though. Maybe both. Author's point of view. She was standing in the bathroom, her hands on the sink, supporting her upper body as she stared at herself in the mirror bitterly. 
She sees the monster which had consumed her and the darkness of her soul. It's true what they say about the dark. We shouldn't be afraid of the darkness itself, but what hides in it? Stephanie's point of view. I glared at myself in the mirror in front of me. My objective was very clear since I talked to Josh by the factory the first time. This was just using him as a contest from a factory's advantage without him knowing and paying me for his sexual needs so that he would stick with my factory and won't leave before my purpose is over. It was just a part of my plan. There was something which I never thought would be up such a fix a sticker on my path. My heart. I was dead inside, surrounded by nothing but darkness. My heart was made up of stone, but when did it begin to bleed? Why does this touch always makes my heart race and calling me Joey? Then fails to make my blood rush to my cheeks and won't kill me. My heart has many times restrained itself from the world. Guilt. Somewhere in the corner of my heart I told you should let him go, you should let all of this go. But how can I just let go of an opportunity to prove myself to my father like he always wanted? I can't forget all the suffering I've been through to the phenomenon to be perfect and fetch our manufacturing unit on top, which my father desperately wanted and this is my chance. Joshua is my chance. Because of him, I know I am still learning how to press guns and even shoot. This bad in the future, even if he vanishes, I can still press guns and develop new weapons on my own. I will be fucking unstoppable with no imperfections, just like my dead brother. According to my father, finally he can be proud of his daughter, and then maybe he can give me the fatherly love I always craved for, but because of my brother, never received. After my self-taught in the bathroom yesterday, I want to resist him so that my rape brain can at least blame him that he is the reason I'm losing my mind and nothing from my side. I wish it was as easy as it sounds. My eyes were on the target as Joshua taught me how to fire an assault rifle, but my mind just drifted into a trance of him slamming me against the table. No matter how much I hated this, I wanted him more than I would. His muscular arms held me in the gun in place. He's whispering instructions regarding how to operate the gun that I can focus on with those I really can't focus on. His instructions? of my thoughts crossing my mind. I completely lost the target firing at the top left corner of the rear wall. My heart and body are not cooperating. My goal is important to myself. Someone has to be the selfish villain. I'm the most villainized player right now. People don't like me. I should focus on my plan even if I destroy myself in the process because I never considered my heart or feelings. Then why now? I want to stay in his embrace and cry my heart out, but I also want to yell at him for making me feel this way. I hate how he makes me feel, I hate how he always devours the dishes I prepared for him, praises me as if no one can cook better than me. I, I hate how he never complains about my scars, I hate him for never telling me that he's exhausted in the factory, and he wants to rest instead of helping me and my factory make more profits. I hate it when he looks at me with those sparkling eyes and touches my hand softly. I hate to love him.